Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. The playoffs begin tonight, and VGK will not be in the chase for the Stanley Cup. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco. You can follow us at Lockdown VGK, me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. Our co-host is Chris Golick. He's here, and he can be found at TD Chris G on Twitter. We are brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Chris, it's the start of a new week, and the playoffs begin tonight. And VGK, or VGS, as ESPN once referred to them, will not be a part of the 16-team field. VGK will not be in the playoff uh, chase, neither will VGS. And uh, we have the opening lines coming up later from betonline.net for the opening round games. We'll get into all of that. But, Chris, for the local fan base, it's hard to imagine the playoffs without the Golden Knights. No doubt, Tony. It's uh, it's a depressing day as uh, the playoffs get ready to start. The NHL playoffs are by far the most exciting uh, playoffs or a postseason for any professional sports format. We've been treated to some absolute amazing playoff memories. Most good, definitely a few bad ones in there, but it's it's going to be an exciting playoff, even without VGK. Fans, don't give up on hockey for the next two months. This is still an extremely exciting time. Let's uh, not dwell on what could have been and just uh, try and enjoy the sport for, for what it is. Can I just say, you know, I was thinking over the weekend about maybe some sort of a turning point. I remember Pete DeBoer saying it's okay to finish in second place or lower as uh, the team just began to tumble, right? They tumbled post-All-Star break out of first place. Remember when he said that the top teams, teams that win the President's Cup especially, do not make it to the Stanley Cup final. They don't win the Cup. And VGK was going to be content wherever they could land as long as they were in the playoffs. I thought that that was a setup, and it didn't happen. VGK does not make the playoffs, but they kind of set us up for failure at that point in my estimation. Yeah, Tony, I I certainly hear that. Um, He definitely conceded some weakness, if you will. Maybe uh, the writing was on the wall for uh, DeBoer and co. as far as um, rocky waters, troubled waters for the two months or so after that. Um, It's a comment you don't necessarily like to hear. I would I mean, why not go for the president's trophy? Why concede anything? I think we knew BGK was far from a president's trophy uh, candidate um, by about eh, November or so. We knew it was going to be a much different year than than years past. But when your coach is conceding that type of weakness at that point, it's not the best thing to hear. That's maybe, maybe more of something for the locker room. Like, listen, guys, we understand a lot of injuries. Let's just find a way to get in. Maybe uh, not give the local media that type of uh, bulletin board material. You know, uh, we had two things over the weekend that we threw out on our Twitter handle at 
uh, locked on VGK, and it sparked a lot of interest, right? So one, would you go to a Silver Knights playoff game with VGK eliminated? Uh, and a lot of folks said yes, they would, and that they're going to support the Silver Knights here. Their playoff series, I begin get, I believe, gets underway on Wednesday. Wednesday. You went to the yeah, you went to the Henderson game over the weekend, and uh, you took a picture of the Holy Trinity. We saw, you know, Foley, McPhee, Brimmon, <laughs> and I have a couple of questions here. Where was Pete DeBoer? And that even further fuels speculation about him being the scapegoat. I think he's as good as gone. I'd say about. 80% right now, just, you know, would be my estimate. And then why was McCrimmon there? I saw that you have a couple of theories. Yeah. So first of all, just a big shout out to the Silver Knights and an awesome game on Saturday night. They beat the Ontario Reign four to nothing uh, Patera. Oh my goodness. I actually uh, sent you a tweet with um, just an amazing save he made on a two-on-one, just going across the crease and getting his glove out just in time. Um, he actually had a minor injury. He went down holding something in his leg area when he made just a simple seeing eye save. And I thought he was coming out of the game by his reaction. And he not only finished the game, but he had an amazing run for, you know, three or four minutes right after he hurt his leg. So just huge shout out to Patera on an amazing game. Uh, Dollar Loan Center, it was, if it wasn't a true sellout, it was within 100 seats or less of being a sellout. Uh, the crowd was on fire. The atmosphere was electric. Another shout out for um, uh, the Silver Knights uh, acknowledging the issues with audio and stuff. And they turned the, the sound level down a little bit. It's a much better experience. Now to um, go to your question, my theories on... Uh, on McCrimmon uh, hanging out at uh, Saturday's game. I got one or two things there, Tony. It's the day after the Golden Knights season is over. McCrimmon is on the hot seat. McPhee's on the hot seat. DeBoer's on the hot seat. So maybe they're all simply um, campaigning to keep their position, if you will. So, you know, here comes McCrimmon hoping to get some photo ops, people seeing him at the game, and he's ready to go for season number two. He's uh, ready to hit the ground running. Or the other theory is going to simply be, uh, he got a big lashing and maybe um, his job is on the line. Maybe he had that meeting already with Foley, you know, whether it's in person or, uh, you know, or face to face, but maybe that meeting did happen. And it was, listen, I'm not sure what we're going to do. We're going to have to sit down and figure things out, you know, next week and such. So here's uh, McCrimmon saying, Hey, look at me. I'm ready to go. I'm not taking any days off. Literally. He's not taking any days off from uh, season five to season six, as he was uh, down in Henderson for Saturday's game. The second question that we posed on Twitter, the point that we want to get to this morning in this segment was about who the fans believe. And it generated a ton of interest. Surprisingly, who the fans believe is the team's most valuable player. The top responses, Chandler Stevenson, my favorite, uh, Marcia. So, <laughs> Uh, Nick Waugh, Logan Thompson, a ton of activity. So I want to dive into that. And, you know, I believe I'll go through each one of those and then maybe you have someone else. And uh, in our next segment, we'll talk about the unsug heroes for this team. But I believe, you know, if you're talking most valuable player, well, first on Logan Thompson, right? Too small of a sample size for me. Uh, he didn't have to play with this team when they were just the bare bones either. And I thought that he would have accumulated more L's early in the season. Uh, Jonathan Marcheseau, he scored his 30th goal of the season. 
in that stupid stinking pond hockey game on Friday. I will toilet bowl. Yeah, I'm going to DQ him. And I, you know what? Shout out to the fans who said, oh, this is the team we were looking for all along. In the 82nd game, in yeah, the 82nd on, minute, and whatever it was, uh, these guys are scoring goals. Even even William Carlson scored, for crying out loud. It was garbage. Oh, okay. I know. You love that William Carlson goal. You loved <laughs> I think it. They you wanted... watched it four times. <laughs> I think they need to throw out all the stats. In any event, I would DQ <laughs> Marshall so alone on the 30th goal, uh, scoring it in that garbage time game. He's not been very consistent, I don't believe, in my mind. Um, and I didn't believe, again, that he was an all-star. Nick Waugh's Nick Waugh's very interesting, right? He had 11 goals coming into the season. He had 15 goals this season alone. And Waugh with 39 points, and he's a plus 12 and plus uh, minus. So he's definitely been one of the great contributors for the team this past season. But my man Stevenson, okay, in 260 career games, Chris, coming into the season, he had 36 total goals. And this season alone, he had 21 goals in 79 games. He had 43 assists, 64 points, all career best. He had six power play goals and three game-winning goals. And he only missed those three games this season. And one was for his grandmother's funeral. Uh, Shea Theodore. Shea Theodore was on this list too, right? And people wanted to run him out of town early in the season. Uh, and that was before he started to score his five game-winning goals. Marsha saw 66 points, 30 goals in 76 games. He had the three points to cap it off in the pond hockey game against St. Louis on Friday. Do not sell me. Marsha saw my most valuable player, as he has been from the midway point. And I thought he should have been an all-star too, Chandler Stevenson. There's no argument as far as the most valuable Golden Knight this year being Chandler Stevenson. Those 64 points nearly doubled his career best, which was last year, 35 points in 51 games. And it's not just about the stats, Tony. It's about the intangibles. Um, started as the line one center. Jack Eichel comes in, so Stevenson starts moving around the lineup, ultimately um, st sticking with his center role, it seemed like, where he was at his best. But it's not just about the stats. It's about the timing of the goals he was scoring late in the season. Um, bad Vegas uh, pun coming when the cards were on the table, when the, the cards were down, you know, here's Stevenson, you're getting those game winners or getting that first goal or just being productive on the line. And, you know, shout out to McPhee for getting Stevenson for on the cheap pretty much a few years ago. Um, obviously they do have history going back to Washington all the way back from the 2015 season when Chandler Stevenson played nine games and no points and was a minus three. Um, then he played 67 games in 2017. Uh, this is back when obviously the Golden Knights were here, but 18 points, uh, 18, 19 and 64 games, 11 points. And then bam, out of nowhere, um, here's this, uh, this diamond in the rough and someone that's going to be productive for years to come and a huge part of the plan going forward. Um, March is so a lot of fun this year and probably the, uh, the locker room leader, if you will, as far as being vocal and such, it, he had a good game at the end. They're fine, whatever to that, but March is so a solid, consistent year. And I'm with you on Logan Thompson. He's probably more in the unsung hero category, but if you take Logan Thompson out of the mix for his last, what was it? Uh, 
19 or so starts. What do you do here at the end? Yeah, 19 starts, goes 10 and 5, 914 save percentage. I mean, is Patera going to put up those same type of numbers? Is Isaac Seville going to put up those same type of numbers? If Logan Thompson wasn't around and all of a sudden Brassois' injury uh, healed, is he going to figure out a way to save uh, to save pucks up high down the stretch and give Vegas a shot? I honestly don't think so. Um, so if I'm going to start with MVP, Stevenson definitely number one. I'll go Marchi number two. And you can look at Theodore and even Petrangelo as far as games played, just a nice consistent year. Um, but I'll put I'll slide Logan Thompson down that number three star role just based on the sample size. All right. Uh, that's pretty good. Now, I just thought of a question here just Uh-oh. out of the blue. And, you know, these always are freestyle. Trouble. Let's go freestyle. Yeah. When I start to freestyle on this show, we could be in trouble or we could be here all day, too. Let's okay. go. Let's say VGK right now at this point does not have a captain. There's no captain. And starting with the 2022-23 season, they want to name a captain. Who would get the C? I mean, yeah, are we are we framing this just simply as let's start let's start scratch? Do we have yeah, a, start from scratch? Okay, so we don't we have don't, so Mark Stone's not a bad no, guy. We don't have a problem with Mark no Stone. No captain for the Golden Knights. We okay. have this current roster. Who would be the captain? Who would wear the C? Alec Martinez, without a doubt, without what? any wow, hesitation. Wow, that's a surprise. Okay. No, Alec Martinez. Um, just simply based on the optics of his leadership. We I lightly hit on this last week. So next time, well, in the fall, when we get to start watching Golden Knights hockey again, who is the last person on the ice as the players are skating off for every single intermission? It's Alec Martinez practice he's of the same notion if you will he's always one of the first out there one of the last to leave um i think he's the one that stood up and made a passionate locker room speech about any day you get to put on the jersey it's a great day you know however that cliche wins um but i would go and again i got no problem with mark stone being the captain of this team by any means but um if we're going to start scratch and get away from mark stone alec martinez no questions asked based on history with the team, based on pedigree, based on the fact that I want every single Golden Knight using him as a role model and blocking every single shot that comes near him. Great on the breakouts, finding ways to score goals. Alec Martinez, no doubt. I would, I personally would have to go with the former Canadians captain, Max Pacioretty. I just like, you know what, Chris, I really like the way he stepped up late in the season he was so salty. He was honest. And mm-hmm. I know that he had to be ripping a lot of guys in that locker room. I, I am almost certain that Max Pacioretty really, you know, had had enough of this. He doesn't like to lose. He's a former captain. And I, I just think that he was the guy that just set the tone late in the season, even though they didn't get over the hump. Um, I thought he was really good and solid and took on a, a major leadership role with his team. No doubt. I mean, Pacioretty... Uh, been here for a while now. He's seen a few things in, in Vegas, if you will. The only difference I would say from Pacioretty to Alec Martinez is Alec Martinez seems more vocal, actually, on the ice as far as his interactions with the players and such. Um, not that Pacioretty isn't that guy. I just think Martinez is more of 
an overall, this is not just the hockey sense. I think Martinez is more of an overall presence on the ice and on the bench than Pacioretty is. And it's not a knock on Pacioretty. It's just more of a vote of confidence for Alec Martinez. Stay with us. Uh, coming up next on the show, we will talk about VGK or VGSs. Can't get over that. Unsug Heroes that comes you right next, right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and your sports information. You could find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including the NHL. We've got the basketball playoffs. We've got Major League Baseball. It is going off right now on Bet Online, your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick. And Chris, there is a little bit of hope for you. I know you're such a part of the VGK faithful. Uh, VGK to win the draft lottery this morning has 0.5% chance to win it for the optimist like you. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I got you. you got me all choked up now with that. I um, like to get you, man, get you off, off guard. All right, so 0.5% chance. Better chance to win the draft lottery in 2022 or better chance to win the Stanley Cup in season number one? Let, let's compare it like that. So glasses half full. Why the hell not? If we win, Tony, here's why I want to win the draft lottery. I don't care about who the prospect is that we're going to get. I don't care. I just want to watch the NHL Twitter warriors, the keyboard warriors, the Vegas haters to absolutely explode saying how everything is fixed for Vegas. I think it would be great. And uh, I would have that Kermit the Frog meme with the T ready to go for everyone that just went off. All right. Uh, in this segment, we did want to talk about the VGK Unsunk Heroes. And I think we need to start off with Logan Thompson, right? He didn't even figure to play for the Major League Club until – you know, at the start of this season until uh, we saw Laurent Brassois go down, um, allegedly. Um, and what we saw in this journey for Logan Thompson was a season in which he played 19 games and he had to spell and clean up after Robin Leonard, I think twice in the season, won 10 games, had a 2.68 goals against average and a .914 save percentage. And I just remember Pete DeBoer saying that Logan Thompson had done all that he could with the AHL team. And I knew at some point he was the future of this franchise after DeBoer said that after he made that statement, I knew that we would see Logan Thompson up with the uh, big team. And that left Laurent Brassois future with this team in jeopardy, but I've got to start the unsung hero list with Logan Thompson. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, a hundred thousand percent. And not that, because just not because all the fans are saying that though. No, I'm not on no, that. He, I'm not Logan on any Thompson, bandwagon. Logan Thompson gave us a chance to win in every single start. I can go back and watch every, even that Edmonton game when we got um, uh, beat four nothing right after we uh, beat Calgary uh, six to one or whatever the score was that night. He had a fine game, and the goalie's job is simple: give the team a chance to win. 
And then as a bonus, you have to save a few pucks that you're not supposed to, which is what I feel the difference. And this is only judging on performance. The difference of Logan Thompson and Robin Leonard um, down the stretch was Logan Thompson's ability to save some pucks he was not supposed to. And also Logan Thompson really didn't let in any, uh, any floaters or any weak shots that I felt as well. But Logan Thompson gave us a shot. He gave us a shot to qualify. And if Logan Thompson isn't there down the stretch, Tony, you know, game 81, game 81 mattered until about five minutes left in the third period. We still had playoff hope because that's when uh, the Knights and Hawks were, you know, about to go to overtime and uh, was Dallas and Arizona. I believe that game got pretty wacky. Unfortunately, went to overtime, which, uh, took our chances away, but without Logan Thompson, I think by about game 75 or 76, we're either a mathematically eliminated or uh, eliminated from a logic perspective. If yeah, it's not that was Logan Thompson. Uh, that was so unfortunate, Chris, too, that uh, in the games that he had lost there for the spell, well, he loses the shootout games. He loses a lot of bad luck, to be quite honest with you. He loses the shootout games where his team goes 0 for 17. EGK uh, was shut out a few times. They were shut out, I think, three times, you know, in his games, you know, this past season. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, again, he was just standing on his head repeatedly for this VGK team. And down the stretch, uh, to me, he was the number one goaltender. You know, who else would I put up there? And maybe you have more uh, unsung heroes we're talking about. Nick Waugh. Nick Waugh is an unsung hero. Uh, I thought was sensational. Again, a guy that you could just plug into any role on this team uh, during all the adversity, and he would just step up. And also, you know, when I was thinking about unsung heroes for this team, what about the play of the fourth line? And whoever played on that line, whoever was there on the fourth line, uh, I have to hand it to Kolasar, uh, Lashizen, Cotter, whoever played on that fourth line, Carrier, that was uh, pretty much the closest that VGK came to playing as a heavy team on the fourth line. So Nick Wah, the fourth line, and anyone else you have as an unsung hero. Nick Wah, I agree with everything you said, can contribute, can play across all the lines and um, do his role well. But I definitely want to, uh, and this is, uh, I actually connected with my old season ticket bestie, Kevin, down in Henderson, and he, he, Kevin sits right behind me for the Golden Knights games uh, since day one. And I've been dogging Keegan Colasar so hard. I, I have to start by saying this. Every time Colasar is around the net or if he even has a breakaway, like the crowd stands up and stuff, I literally sit down and look away. And I like look back at Kevin just shaking my head knowing Colasar is not going to score. So I dog this guy so hard. I remember maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago, one of the broadcasts, I don't know if it was ESPN or not, but one of the broadcasts actually highlighted Keegan Colasar and compared him to the other hits leaders. So Keegan Colasar finished 10th in the league overall in hits. He had 24 points, seven goals, seven assists. To compare, <clears throat> pardon me, he was third or fourth overall in points for players in the top 10 for the league and hits. So he is not only contributing the energy and attacking, if you will, the other team's top six skaters, because that's normally who they're going to put out when line, when BGK's line four is out there, he is punishing them. He was only a minus six Tony in that role as well. Now 
let's compare for a second. Ryan Reeves, over now in New York, obviously. He had 279 hits, third in the league in hits, so he had 33 more hits than Colasar did. Reeves also only had five goals, eight assists for 13 points, and a minus 13 on the ice. So I get Ryan Reeves definitely has unmeasurable statistics, as we uh, talked with our friend from Dallas last week about his presence and such, but I'm going to stick with the stats here. And King Colasar is a warm body. He is, I was thinking about this yesterday, driving actually, going back to my corporate work days, if you will, follow me here for a second. He is the strong performer in your, this is for my managers and directors out there. He is your strong performer. He is kind of below the radar in the sense that he doesn't make a lot of noise in the, in the employee dining room, so to speak. He's not that disgruntled employee that's rallying the employees against the leadership and such like that. He always gets his, uh, his required training done on time without having to get yelled at by the bosses and such. He is that person that's going to show up for his shift on time every day, do a good, serviceable job. Every now and then he's going to wow you with something like score a goal or, or two and such like that. But he's going to be at work every single day. He's never going to be a problem. He will chip in some things, uh, you know, to make your department better, if you will, or to make uh, make your team better. Uh, Keaton Colstar is my number one unsung hero, just for the simple fact that people like me dogged this guy for so long. But when you sit back and look at the type of year that he had, outstanding player to have and someone uh, I hope we keep around for a while, just simply uh, based on his contract and contributions. Stay with us. Coming up next, we've got playoff odds from betonline.net and our predictions of first-round winners, perhaps a little uh, cup prediction in there, maybe one or two. Who knows? But you are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Summer is coming, and with summer, you are going to need some food to go. On the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack, and Built Bars are uh, healthy, they're delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate, and that means that Built Bars, with them, you can have healthy food and actually enjoy it. And uh, we are going crazy on the Built Bar Puffs. They come in crazy flavors, too, like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? Come on. And they're only 140 calories, so you can sign all of us up, myself and Chris. And if that's not enough flavor for you, you might also want to try what they call is the mixed box. The mixed box comes with 12 flavors, and it comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Just go to built.com, and you can get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, so many more. They are all delicious. Check them out at built.com and go to built.com now. Use the promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off of your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. And Chris, uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the playoffs coming up, but I wanted to start off. Um, with uh, bet online's numbers and the largest favorite going into the first round, the Colorado Avalanche at minus 600, take back on Nashville plus 460. 
And uh, in this game and in this series, did you see where the Avalanche now moved Gabe Landeskog to the second line along with Kadri and Lekkonen? And they put Nikoshin um, on the top line with McKinnon and Rantanen. So they shuffle things up. And I'm wondering if that's going to work. Uh, but, you know, Colorado, perennial favorite in the West, uh, the other sizable uh, advantage. And I, this number, I don't think is too high. And I think Calgary can whip Dallas in that first round. Uh, Calgary is minus 280, a favorite in, going into that first round series. Yeah, Tony, starting with Colorado, um, I'll take Colorado to uh, do the gentleman's sweep over Nashville. I think Colorado in five. Um, they're going to move players around, Tony. And, and the lines, honestly, they mean nothing right now. This is the time of year that the matchups are going to be key. You're going to see lines rotated. You're going to see lines coming out for a short shift. You're going to see a lot more of the line for, you know, face-off uh, experts, if you will, coming out and uh, getting that face-off, skating straight to the bench so the line one, line one center can come out. Um, Colorado, I think that's going to be a pretty quick series. And I, I feel the same about uh, Calgary over Dallas. Just Daryl Sutter has done an amazing job leading that team. He's a remarkable coach. They have a ton of talent. Their uh, record and uh, points total certainly uh, dictate that. Uh, Calgary over Dallas, same thing, gentlemen, sweep five games. Uh, we've got also in the West, the LA Kings against Edmonton. Edmonton, I think, goes to the cup. That's just my prediction coming out of the West. I like the way they played against Western Conference teams, and I thought that they pretty much put it all together. They're minus 225 over the Kings. Uh, the Kings are plus 195. And then uh, we've got the Mark andre Fleury team. <laughs> May Flowers, May Flower, one singular Mayflower, uh, Minnesota Wild, minus 155 in that series. And, uh, and then let's just, because I think I'm going to run out of time here um, just for my schedule today. But I just wanted to see, uh, I think in the East, I think there's going to be a ton of upsets, but I like Montreal. I'm not, uh, Toronto, rather, Montreal. I like <laughs> Toronto, and I like an all-Canadian series. Just getting, maybe that's, yeah, this was last year's prediction. Okay, Toronto and Edmonton, I like in the in the final. Uh, let's just uh, move forward. Tell us who you like in the West, any other opinions. And then uh, that Toronto Maple Leaf series, Toronto over the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, they are minus 130 going into that series. So just, just a couple quick hitters here. I'll Out of the West, Colorado, I don't see anyone slowing Colorado down. Obviously, Vegas is going to have a lot of eyes on the Blues-Wild series. The Wild never get out of the first round. That's just, I, I don't care that they got Marc-Andre Fleury. I would like to see Marc-Andre Fleury make a run. We all would like to see that. But the Wild just doesn't make it out of round one. So I think the Blues will come out of that series. Edmonton and the Kings, oh my goodness, that's going to be a very, very good series. 2012 Jonathan Quick is back. I do think the Oilers take that. I think it goes the distance, though. I think it's going to be seven. Uh, going to your series, Tony, I'm just going to take the pedigree there with, with uh, Tampa and not ask any farther questions. I think Tampa in six. Looking ahead to my uh, cup prediction, I think we're going to have the Rangers and the Avalanche. I don't have a lot of reasons beyond it, just kind of calling it a hunch type thing. There's so many great teams um, out east, but I do think the Rangers can get there. And I think, Christopher, who's your second favorite team beside the Golden Knights? 
Rangers. What? Rangers. Chris says the Rangers. So me and little Chris are going to take the Rangers over the Avalanche in an amazing, remarkable seven-game Stanley Cup final that's going to go to two overtimes mm-hmm. and be full of drama and excitement. Yeah, VGK might fare well, you know, in the playoffs. They might have because there's no shootouts, right? <laughs> oh, there it is. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, in that, uh, in that Rangers series, the big news, Tristan Perry is out for games one and two. So that could be, you know, a big advantage for uh, for the Rangers. I know that now a lot of folks here uh, that are VGK fans are jumping on that Rangers bandwagon. And there's a lot of loyalists uh, for the Rangers and for Gerard Gallant and, of course, supporting Ryan Reeves as well. But the team's loaded. I'm a Rangers fan from day one. And I don't know. I don't I just I'm not feeling it yet. <laughs> I'll have to see. You know, I have to. I'm one of those people. I have to see it to believe it. And I'm not going to. You sound like a typical New York fan, just like I'm yeah. an old school Chicago fan. So I yeah, get it. For sure. But I've got Toronto and Edmonton and you have the Rangers and Colorado. It's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to the playoffs still. Are you? Are you going to oh, be watching with a lot of interest? NHL playoffs, best there is, Tony, no doubt. Me, uh, my son, Christopher, my daughter, Allie, and uh, my, uh, my wife, Amanda, when uh, she tolerates it, she'll watch. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you again tomorrow Cheers. and uh, tomorrow and the rest of this week, we'll be filling in a lot of blanks. Uh, Chris is anticipating uh, the locker locker room clean out uh, coming up and uh, postseason uh, interviews and all of that. And there's going to be a lot of news, particularly this next week. It's going to get really interesting around here. Um, there's never a lack of drama in the world of VGK. Thank you for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. The hosts are Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone, and they help you to become an expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. From a man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. So long for now from Las Vegas. You've been listening to Lockdown Golden Knights.